Welcome back to the Dicey Encounters podcast, where we have been screwing around for an hour and 40 minutes trying to figure out tech issues. You wake up after a long night after the explosion, the Colosseum, the odd chamber with the man in chains, and encountering the elite guard. So much has happened. I'm assuming you all sleep like bricks. How do each of you wake up, and how long does it take? Uh, you do have to be awake before 12-ish uh, for your audience with the king. Um, yeah, so how how are each of you doing? So at 7 a.m. with the sun, Jim stretches and he reaches over to a spot on his bed because he had dreams last night in relation to the visions that he saw in the door. He feels for someone who is not there. He wakes up early because he always wakes up early because that's when he likes to work out. But he feels the blank space and just kind of rolls over and sleeps until 9.30, which is pretty late for Jim. Oh, that's so sad. Okay. I feel like your guard sees this and is just like instantly... (laughs) It just looks sad. Uh, and and you'll wake up and your guard uh, is sort of awkwardly shaking you awake. Like, uh, I, I, sir, I think you I, I think you have to be up for the, for the king now. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you, uh, young man. Can, can you, yeah, yeah. And then he gets up and goes about his day and does not address it. <laughs> the guard just looks so uncomfortable. Uh... Next on my screen, Occulta, how how are you waking uh, up? Oh, terribly. Um, after after having <laughs> the, the memory of the door and, and reliving everybody die again uh, and, and run away in terror, like that nightmare plays through her head the entire time and just wakes up in a panic. Five or six in the morning, just a full-on, like, sweat-covered panic. And then just, if the guard's there, asks them to play cards as a distraction. Just... Yeah. Uh, your guard uh, was like, ma'am, are, are, are you alright? Um, and then they will play cards with you uh, in the middle of the night. Yep. <laughs> they have to be awake anyway. Um, so, Rook, you are last. How does Rook sleep um, after the day's events? Probably pretty well after the <laughs> like sparring session before bed. Spar with a milf. Oh, oh my god, Chad. <laughs> go, go. I'm so sad about my dead husband. When can I sleep with your guards? <laughs> That's Shannon. Let's put it out there. Jim? Jim's sad. He won't say it, but he's sad. Sorry yeah, for Rook. interrupting your moment, Rook. That's alright. Just got distracted That's... by Mills. He's, he's just gonna be like his usual morning routine, so they're awake by like quarter to seven, like, maybe on the dot of seven o'clock, up, wash, dress, maybe, like, work out for a bit and, like, make sure his arrows are fletched, make sure his bowstring's tight, just make, just getting ready like it's a normal day, because, of course, he did send, he sent a letter to, um, his partner the night before, so he's probably, like, wondering when he's gonna get a response is, like, his only worry today. Cool. You have sent it by way of... Uh, like, what I imagine to be Sokka's hawk from Avatar. You will receive a response sometime in the future for the audience. 
How far away is Farron? Their base is in Chirinia, so, uh... Oh, a decent distance. So far, Huntries away. Um, I mean, check in the perfect. map, because I don't remember where things are. Oh, that's far. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's the, the elf country. <clears throat> so your guards, once you're sort of done with your routine, they all lead you out of your room, should you comply, to what you would assume is like this grand banquet hall, and it's just like these large tables and chairs, and it's all empty. There's just, like, Adrian on one side of the room with, like, a book and a bowl of porridge and his feet up on the table at, like, the very other end of this massive room. And he just, like, sort of looks up and waves to you from the other end and, like, beckons you over. As Rook goes up, like, having worked in a tavern for five years, is that she's gonna swipe Adrian's feet off the table. Oh. Oh my. Uh, as you do that, Jim's about to say, Hello, young man. Uh, I don't know about how the manners of your- Oh, okay! <laughs> oh, God. He's just gonna look at you guys like, what in the actual fuck? I'm the royal guard. And then he's going to be like, this is not worth fighting over. <laughs> All right, well, that just happened. So, did your man not teach you any manners? That's neither he nor that. He takes a long sip of coffee, and he says, <clears throat> Look, so, um, we've got some food for you, uh, and then around- time is it? I'm looking at my watch, but the audience can't see me, and this world doesn't have watches, so that was completely pointless. Around uh, 12-ish, you're going to have an audience with the king uh, to sort of, you know, determine your fate and all of that. But for now, the castle's kitchen is at your disposal, so order anything you like within reason. And I'm, I'm sure we can we can bring it to you. Shannon, you cannot order a MILF to go. All right, let me uh, remove the, the Grimdark, Grimdark box on this podcast. <laughs> I was really hoping there was a really cute, cute kitchen wench. Can I have her? I... <laughs> Just like sit on my lap, please. Not Jim. Shannon. I'm not, I'm not giving you fantasy hooters. Um, <laughs> we've already got fantasy weather spoons. Note to self, put fantasy hooters in a game. Alright, but what about fantasy watches? What if it's just a sundial you wear on your wrist? True, the castle does have an artificer, so they could have one. Uh, it doesn't fit with Adrian's outfit. Sundials, that's really cool. I would wear that. Yes, it does. He is immaculately styled, beret and all. Actually, no, it was a pocket watch. It was a pocket watch. Mm. Um, so what will each of you be ordering? Uh, a dish for my home, if I can. Alright, they will bring you Deordian cuisine, which is very, it would be like elk or deer or some type of really gamey, hearty meat. And since it's breakfast, they will give you like very thin slices of it layered over rice with an egg on yeah, top. Yeah, elk bacon. Elk bacon. <laughs> How about Jim? What does Jim order? He's from Bahrain, so I don't know exactly what the cuisine is here, but like just like the, like a typical like athlete kind of breakfast, something like hearty to. Pr- they bring you a protein. Yeah. <laughs> you get fantasy like protein shake, bacon and eggs, and a protein shake. Yes, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> what is Brooke? Jim is internally hyped. Honestly, a little externally hyped. Brooke is going to have like fruit and yogurt. Alrighty. 
So you eat your breakfast. Uh, if you would like to have any interaction with one another, or with Adrian, or with your guards. Well, actually, no, your guards leave. They have to go sleep. They've been up all night watching you. Oh, um, no more milk. Shannon, I swear to God. <laughs> I'll stop, I'll stop. <laughs> I thought I was horny on main, but damn. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> so, we are going... Uh, if you would like to have any action with Adrian, uh, go ahead. But after that, he will sort of, uh, right uh, once you're all done, uh, and the kitchen staff come in and clear away your plates and all. You have got an audience with the king today. Is it, I imagine, not a day you expected you would have any time soon. That seems foreboding. I'm just going to stop talking while I'm ahead. Uh, let's go to the king now. I'm just gonna, like, pull Adrian aside and just go, like, stick out my hand to him for a handshake again, because he's really into handshakes. And just like... He'll shake your hand. Uh, He'll be like, it's, I, I it's rem- aggressive. I, I think and he's I like, remember you from. I just before. wanted to say, real sorry about Rook's behavior. Uh, I believe we're all a little <laughs> on edge today. I, 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 I. The sentiment was there, a little aggressive. And then I give him a really solid pat on the back. He's way too friendly from a guy who's definitely considering that he's not a good guy. Oh. Uh, I- Oh, Not being funny, if, you, if he'd have been doing that in my tavern back in the day, he'd have got more than just his feet swiped off the table. Rook, be nice! I don't do that in taverns! Okay. <laughs> no, I also don't go to taverns. Not anymore. I'm not allowed back in a lot of them. So, <laughs> let's go to the king now. Why am I not surprised? I think we all might know why. <laughs> He'll shoot you all silent glances like, oh my god, my job has gotten so much harder as of late. <laughs> just, um, Rook's just gonna give Colt a high five. <laughs> you are led up various... Actually, no, you're not. I established there was an elevator. You are led There's to... There's elevators uh, watches? <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's like an old Viking elevator, so it's like wood, and then there are people, like, pulling ropes. Oh, uh, okay. I do. It's not always the Vikings had elevators. That's sick as it, hell. Yeah, no, it's not like a... Not like mechanical elevator. You are brought up to this large, ornate room picture if you've played a Pokemon game. The Kalos Pokemon League. Uh, so, like, lots of stained glass, everything's in deep blues and purples, there's a massive chandelier, uh, and you are in this very elaborate foyer with, like, velvet couches. Jace is singing, and I'm not sure how to take that. Uh, (laughs) uh, And there are these massive uh, gilded dual doors uh, set into the wall of the same sort of stained glass design. Um... And they are solid 30 feet tall. These doors are big. And you are all kind of led up to them. And Adrian will turn to face you, already looking like he has a migraine. <laughs> and he says, All right, so you've got an audience with the king. Um, <clears throat> just remember to bow. And he's a king. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say for now. Okay, uh, but is it like a full bow? Is it a bow from the neck? Is it, what, what, what's the protocol? Like like a needle bow. You just, you just kneel, you know, like... Like, like knight bow and then you stand up again it's but we're not knights <laughs> I, I I know it's it's just like knight style you know so like one one knee right okay um Jim leans <laughs> uh, over to Rook and just goes go along with it I think he's having a rough day somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning that's only if it was his bed definitely here's he all of this <laughs> Uh, and you, you can feel him staring daggers, even though he's not looking at you. 
uh, and he just sighs a little and then pushes open these dual doors and they look massive but they slide seamlessly open and there's this sort of rush of air and you're led into this massive sanctum with an elevated just sort of ridge on the back of the room and atop it is a throne all behind him are windows looking over the kingdom this is like the king's massive room. There are bleachers, like nice wooden bleachers for, for royal audiences and things. There is a small uh, elven man uh, by his side who looks to be some sort of scribe or attendant and then lining this large pathway to the part where the stairs lead up to this ridge and the throne are the three other elite guard members standing. Very, very formal, like British royal guards. I'm not I'm an American. I don't know how they stand, but like, you know, like very formal. Uh, the Attack on like Titan Salute! The king. Yes, the Attack on Titan Salute. Perfect. God above it. So, also, point of procedure, there are galleries, not bleachers. Sure, I don't know what... Oh yes, gallery. Um, so Adrian walks over to stand beside the dwarf uh, Orsic, and as he walks past, you hear a mutter under his breath. Sasageo. No, okay. Please rise for uh, the national anthem. <laughs> Alright, Levi exists in the campaign world. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, uh, and the king uh, is definitely the meant to be the focal point of this room. Uh, the king is wearing red and gold ornate robe. Uh, he's an older high elf man with like sort of dark papery skin and really long uh like almost dreads of black hair uh with like gold bands wrapped around it he's a presence he's he's a big dude he's like six three i can't introduce one (laughs) he just sounds hot i'm picturing like either Heimdall in the third Thor movie, or King Harrow from... Yeah, I was thinking King Harrow. Is he King Harrow? Because King Harrow's a dill. I don't know what this is, but I'm just going to say sure. The king stands tall, and he says, Welcome to the royal chamber. And all of the elite guards, from, from their attack on Titan salute, go to kneel, and they all kneel and bow their heads, and you are gestured to sort of do the same. I'm assuming all of you do. And then they all just stand up again shortly. And he says, You are too kind. Now, it has come to my attention. (laughs) Jace, you have a very sour look on your face, right? That's not just my face, it's Rook's face, you are too kind, so like, literally biting their tongue to stop them saying anything because it will get them in trouble if they do yeah the king is the last person you want to piss off the king says it has come to my attention that you have witnessed a chamber that is very much not open to the public I mean I'm assuming that's why it was buried underground and we only stumbled across it when the Colosseum exploded. What he said. Precisely. Jim's not saying anything. No, it he's is not. Standing. He's just kind of staring. He's like, he's not saying wow. He's just kind of looking around. <laughs> just. He's also a little terrified that Rook's gonna say something stupid. Really. <laughs> and get them all executed. <laughs> yeah. You would know just from general history. Uh, his rule has been good. A lot of like fair taxes. He's as good as a monarch can be. Um, what? Why are you dying of laughter? Shannon, would you like to read? 
<laughs> What's in the chat? So Amber so kindly wrote, <laughs> group counter for every time we stop NPC descriptions with Mill for the like, and I just wrote, it's all me. I didn't know anybody else was going to read that. I was <laughs> for you guys. Well, because the DM told me to. You gotta. That's fair. I interrupt his <laughs> I interrupt his character descriptions of Milfindel. It's the least I can do to read the chat when he asks me to. Why, thank you. <laughs> it's like the workplace equivalent of there has been zero days since an injury. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? All right, uh, Rookhead just said something to the king. My deepest apologies for the occurrence at the stadium. We are working on an ongoing investigation to figure out what exactly it is that went down. We were there. We can help if you want. Well. I mean, I can tell you what happened. Very Well, we know what happened. I was there as well. We are looking into how deliberate this all was. Oh. But for the moment, we will be in peace talks all day with the other nations, seeing as they are already staying in the castle at this time. Well, the leaders of other nations, that is. Why you're here is because you have, well, experienced the work of a mana forging firsthand. What? It occurs to me that none of you have encountered mana forging before. Is that safe to assume? Yeah. Jim doesn't say anything, but he, he's kind of like like nodding along. He doesn't say things out loud because he's under the impression maybe he has. Mana forging is a type of magic that's a spin-off of wizardry, shall I put it. It's extremely volatile and unpredictable, but most of all, incredibly powerful. It is a skill that is both innate and learned to an extent, so those who can use it are few and far between. That blade in the Colosseum was made by a mana forger, but they clearly did not know what they were doing as, well, it went horribly wrong. Or, it was intentional. That is what we are looking into, but for the time being, this knowledge of what mana forgings are cannot be public. I'm sure you all have your loved ones, but (laughs) I need to trust you that you will not tell anyone outside of this room. Of course, you can always be executed, but I'm assuming none of you would like to choose that route. No, thank you. No. Perfect. I mean, again, you're not really giving us a choice, are you? Rook, shut shut up. Yes, no, I'm not really giving you one. The way I see us, I would like you all to prove your... your trustworthiness to me. But in return, I shall, well, of course, offer you a full-time stay and access to all the amenities of this wonderful castle. And hey, as I will be giving you a job. You see, some things have happened that will be taking up a large majority of the Royal Guard's time. And I've had some other things, other little tasks, that I need to get done. See, I would normally send these four on them, but seeing as they're occupied with other things, 
I thought, why not test your ability while other things are being worked on? Can I insight check this fucker? Yes. That is a dirty 20. Ooh. Dirty 20? I mean, he's being genuine. Uh, everything He hasn't lied to you yet? Yeah, it's, it's uh, more of a fact that like, he said, oh, I'm sending you because you can prove your trustworthiness. No, it's because we're expendable. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a definitely a matter of... He was telling the truth, and you would normally have sent the Royal Guard to do this, but they're busy with other stuff, so now you've got to do it. Um, yeah, but it, it's less sort of like, like, oh, normally I would have sent them, it's like, no. If you didn't have an expendable option, you'd have sent them anyway. He's hoping you guys are competent. He's not, like, sending you on a death mission or anything. But it's less of a bane to him if we do bite the dust. Oh, for sure, he does not care. From here on out, the Royal Guard will deliver your messages to you in terms of your tasks and whatnot. Of course, you will negotiate your pay with them and the like, so I've got to be off. Well, I wish you the best of luck on your task. And he will sort of give a gesture that he's done talking, uh, and the elite guard will lead you out of the room unless you have anything else to say. Thank you. I mean, I'm not really interested in some royal decree. I'm quite happy as a bounty hunter. I just don't want to die. Yes. Jim grabs Brooke's arm and is very willing to drag <laughs> this guy out of the room. You're, you're pretty much ushered out. Yeah. You're, you're not like, you're not dragged, but you don't have a choice. Um. Yeah, when Rook says that, uh, Jim just goes, thank you, and he, he says it again, and then he, he grabs Rook's arm. I don't know how tall Rook is, but I'm... Not tall. Six foot three and buff as hell. You're coming with me. I, I'm a five foot six twink. Yeah. You are dragged out of this room and led back into the elevator and you are brought down multiple flights uh, until you realize you are underground once again uh, and you are brought into this war room uh, which is a large room primarily filled with books and bookshelves uh, in the middle is a large circular table with a large world map on it uh, and then under or sort of next to it is a smaller map of just fearing uh, and you look around, and the ceiling is painted with sort of this mural of the constellations in, like, what you assume is various godly paraphernalia. All four elite guards are seated around, or they take a seat around this table and gesture for you to do the same. I sit. Yeah, Jim does. He sits next to Kalta. In, in, preferably in between Kalta and Brooke. Because he's decided Kalta needs a parent and Rook needs to be controlled. <laughs> Rook needs a filter. <laughs> what, what, what are the chairs like? Are they like like backed chairs? Like with arms? Like Yeah. Cool. Rook is going to like pull the chair out from the table, like stand on like the seat pad and then just, like sit on like the back of the chair. <laughs> like fucking L from Death Note. It's just like he, he's like in a seated position. He's just like he's sat like on like the back of the chair and his feet are on the seat pad. Adrian will mutter something like, Who's got no manners now? <laughs> um <I'll> t- <laughs> it's, Rook's just gonna give him the most like smug shit eating grin and just wink at him. He glares at you and a lava laughs at him. I ship it. Um, I think he's still on this baby. <laughs> Um, I've been instructed not to kill off Farron anytime soon. You do that, I swear to God. 
And by instructed, I mean threatened. So. So Adrian is seated once again, rubbing his temples, and he goes, "All right, so." Uh, as the king told you, we've got some things to go, you know, fuck off and do, I don't know, dealing with a very dangerous man who's out on the loose, uh, as well as some diplomatic missions to other countries, so tension, tension is brewing with that explosion and all. The lizard folk nation, the Great Bog, is on the verge of declaring war on, on the kobolds, and if something like that breaks out, there are alliances in place and things might get very messy very fast. So, we are going to send you <clears throat> to this city. Uh, you, you guys have all been to, to Port Citadel, yes? Or like, near Port Citadel. It's it's a big city. Uh, you'll, you'll only be there for like a, a layover. And he looks at Jim and he's like, you're from there, right? Yes. You're from Port Citadel? Yes, I, I um, was previously employed at the, at the Wizarding University there. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry, I sort of just, like, skimmed your file. I didn't get that far into it. Um, files? <laughs> and he, he has this moment of shit. Uh-huh. I was, was going to turn to the other two. You can two. tell that Corvus has kicked him under the table. Yeah. I was going to turn to the other two and say, What, you're surprised? <laughs> Jim is starting to question his trust in the government. I didn't think it was that important. I mean, not being funny. I mean, you weren't until now, but... We didn't have files on you before this. Uh, you, Rook, we have had files on you just because of a partnership with the Bounty Hunters Guild, but that's that's neither here nor there. And Corvus kicks him under the table again and gets like, Ow! You stop doing that! Um, Actually, Corvus, can you do it again? <laughs> I can't reach. <laughs> Corvus kicks him again. <laughs> Enemies to lovers! Come on! And Adrian's just like, oh, fuck this. And he gets up and he switches seats with the dwarves. So he's seat sitting uh, sitting next to Alavra now. I'm um, give Alavra a look. He's like, you do it now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> she smiles like she really wants to, but she's waiting for him to say something stupid. So there is a town uh, called Portzilia. Uh, I'm sure, Jim, you're familiar it's just, it's an island off the coast of Port Citadel, and there is, well, we need you to go find a man for us. He used to work in our service as the head of the military, uh, and he is no longer, not military, uh, the, the, the navy. And should tensions come to a head and war to break out, we would like our naval force to be prepared, and this is the best man for the job, but he's been a little reluctant to join us, so I need you to go find him and convince him to join us once again. No, I don't mean torture him. Yes, Rook, what, what? You said he was the head of your navy. Yes. So why isn't he still the head of your navy? Because we haven't had a war in, what is it, like 400 years now? Right. More to the point, did he leave on good terms or bad terms? It's it's a toss-up between um I I would say closer to bad terms. He wasn't really a fan. He, he's not a big war guy. He just kind of like roams the seas on a boat and smokes a very long pipe now. Okay, so bad conduct or dishonorable discharge? Uh, he quit. 
we didn't find him. We, we just, we need him back, please. Also, little thing to mention, he's the demigod of the sea. That's an important piece of information we should have known a minute ago. Yeah, just a little one. That's why he was still the, the, the naval captain 400 years ago. Oh, oh, hold on a second. The demigod yes. of the sea. Precisely. That, that's why we want him on our side you so badly. You didn't know. think that was important to mention at the top of the conversation? Oh, it's, we're still in the conversation. Uh, and Corvus is like... Alright, so I'm going to take over here uh, because this one's incompetent. So. I can see that. Please do. Your bloody world can see that. He's <laughs> like, what time is it? Too early for this, and he pulls out a flask. Does a lava kick him now? <laughs> a lava just takes a sip of it. In <laughs> uh, Corvus is like, alright, so basically. How good are you guys with boats? I'm okay Bad. with boats. I've used them before. But I, personally, not very, but I know some people that are good with them. I was more into... I yeah, I am from Port Citadel, but I was more into uh, land. Please tell me you were like the sailing coach. Okay, no. Um, I taught so, everything else. <sighs> Lovely. So, um... We have a contact. Oh well, first, do any of you know anyone who'd be willing to uh, sail for you? Uh, and Alavra's going to cut in and say, We have a contact. Yeah, Corvus is just like, Oh god, not him. Of all people, not him. Uh, and Alavra's going to be like, We have a, a very, how shall I, a very good sailor. Uh, he's a bit abrasive at times. Well, You'll see, but we are going to um, put you in contact with him, uh, and he will sail you to Port Zillia and help you sort of track down this this guy. And and Corvus is like, please do God, anyone else? You're forgetting the whole bounty hunters guild thing. Happen to know people that are thieves and smugglers? As we're working for the king, I can't exactly authorize and pay a pirate. But, well, then pay me, and I'll pay him. That could work. As long as you don't have to deal with my goddamn brother-in-law. Uh, and he scooches back. Uh, and he's just like... He, he's, he's irritated at the thought of interacting with this person. Oh, I'd love for family meet-up. That'd be, that sounds great. We don't need that, Rook. <laughs> yes, my, my brother's a, a... A bit abrasive at times. But he can sail. Uh, and that's all you really need here. So, let's talk prices. I'm gonna be straightforward here. We are keeping you relatively captive. Seems like it. But we are going to pay you. Uh, so, what, what would you like for this? Our budget's a little higher than normal, because of the whole keeping you ca captive and all. What do you think, Rook? Pay us triple what I make on an average bounty week, then yes, we'll do it. And what is it you normally make? Average on a week. 500. I'm sorry. You want a thousand and five hundred gold each a week. for a week of work? You're holding us captive and you're preventing us getting work from our regular means. And, let's be fair, there's a fair bit of danger involved here as well. Jim's gonna knock Rook and just be like, just to let you know, I was fired, I am unemployed. <laughs> so just, I'm just like, no, just like, that's not the point. The point is we're trying to get something out of this, it makes it worthwhile. But any income is good. That's a good, any income roll me a persuasion income. check. 
Any income is income for me. Same. Rook is the only one employed. I was sent here diplomatically. I'm, I'm still a freelancer. Um, that is once again a dirty 20. Adrian will say, you drive a hard bargain, but um, he looks around and he's like, well, we're not especially short on funds and anything to get you out the door. So fine, 1,500 each. Whoa. That's shaded going whoa. Oh, by the way, we'll take that first week up front. <laughs> don't push it. Well, you want the job done? He'll slide you 500 across the table, and he says, You can take this now for any necessary expenses. I should do it. Perfect. Now, we've got diplomatic meetings all day long, because we are practically at war here, so we've got to go, go to those. So, um... Don't leave the city. You can roam the city and the castle to your leisure. We will be leaving at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. Eh, by the way, if you speak to the Sherinian representative, tell her the bounty hunters guild says hello. May, may I may I ask why? Who do you think our biggest client is? Well, do you just just leave, please? Can you leave? Because <laughs> I got friends in high places too, bitch. I like how how Rook is the only way we know how to deal with royalty. Mm-hmm. Jim was it? A... <laughs> this is the weirdest way of dealing. Correct. With royalty. He, he was a teacher. I'm from a plane of ice. I don't. <laughs> I was a gym teacher at a college, who was fired. I lived in an igloo or something. I don't know. It's, it's... It's not, a, it's not the fact that Rook knows how to deal with royalty. He worked in hospitality for five years. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to deal with people in one way. <laughs> Subtle anger. That's what it is. It's not the bounty hunter negotiating. It's the, I worked at a bar. <laughs> I was in the service industry once. I'm jaded because of it. Mm-hmm. Eight years of my life, I'll never get back. Same. Too soon, man. Too soon. So, you guys pretty much have all day. Uh, to roam the castle and the city. So I'm going to go around, and this is sort of our leisure episode. So, so I... As we're, I assume we're being led out of the room? Yes, you are being led out of the war room. Like, the moment the doors close, I'm just gonna... I can't believe that worked. <laughs> I can't believe that worked either. Thank you, bro. No, yeah. no, no. That was a load of absolute bullshit. Do you mean you didn't know what you were doing? No, it's more the fact that I barely make 100 gold a week, let alone 500. Oh, I believed you. I don't make anything, so that's a lot. Yeah, I, I was a little... I was unaware that your job was so lucrative, because I sold my apartment and brought all my life savings to me, and I don't even have 1,500 gold. I mean, to be fair, a lot of it just goes towards, like, the guild funds. And we kind of just take bits out of the pot as and when we need it. So it's not, like, personal wealth. I was here on diplomatic reasons. I have, like, nine gold in my pocket. That's a huge upstep. I have quite a bit, because, I, again, I, I sold all my life. Picked up, I was starting over in here. I was I, I was fired, as I've said. Uh, and I no longer felt... Oh, God, I'm going to have to deal with people in Port Citadel. It's almost like that was an intentional. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, I was only here because we well, for one job I did, we didn't get paid in gold. We got paid with the tickets for the festival, so I just went. Nice touch. Oh god, and... I, have, I haven't written a letter back to Casey in so long. Who's who's oh, Casey? Gonna kill me. 
one of my fellow, well, not fellow, again, I was fired. Uh, they, they work at, they work at the school where I was employed. You worked with them before? Oh god, I don't hope I run into Kith Dove. Oh, oh, I don't want to see people. I really was hoping this would be like a final tie. It's cut. I mean... I don't return. Oh, I cannot wait to torture you. <laughs> I mean, not be funny. I'll probably know a few people anywhere we go anyway, because that's kind of the whole point of being a bounty hunter. You know people. Networking is important. Except for if you go anywhere scummy, there's definitely people who you've put in prison. Got connections. Also, might get stabbed. Don't don't go to dive bars, dive taverns. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, that's... dive taverns. That's kind of like we've already got fantasy <laughs> weather spoons. That's kind of like Rook's wheelhouse, though. Well, that's where all your bad guys are at. You have to go there to catch them and just never return. Jim is just oh, no. stressed right now because he's he's thinking of all the people that he kind of avoided talking to because he didn't want to relive certain things and then kind of broke off. He may or may not have never sent an address when he promised he would. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't have an address. Yeah, I know. But he, he never He's... mentioned, he, he said he was, he was going to find somewhere to move and didn't mention oh. where he was going and said he would tell him when he got to a city. Technically, now you can set your address to the Castle of Fieri. Yeah. Do that. Forward my mail to the castle, peasant. <laughs> like. Jim, Jim, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? No, I, I'm I'm fine, Colta. Uh, yeah, it's just so. Really? Because so, you look like shit. It, it, I'm just I was gonna going be nicer, to probably but... have to encounter some old friends. And ghosts. Um. I mean, we'll probably encounter a few people that won't be pleased to see me either. But uh. My, mine's more of like a friendly. Uh, more of a fist we haven't talked in a while. I mean, you. you... Oh, mine's gonna be more head on a spike. I, I, I got that. I got that. I felt that energy from you. You got fired, but did you leave on really bad terms? Other than that. Oh, uh, actually, the the firing was due to budgetary cuts. Uh, so it, it wasn't anything on my fault i would say uh there there was things happened at the university eventually down the line there were budget cuts it's a wizarding university the athletics were the first cut dm Mm -hmm. through ways and means in the grapevine of being a bounty hunter with numerous connections would rook have heard about what happened or actually, how long ago was the accident? Five. It's been five years. Uh, five-ish. Because I, it was five years, then I was fired, then I was sent here. So Rook might have even heard of it when he was working at the tavern. Um, you probably would have... Like, you hear a lot working as a bartender. So you probably would have heard that there was an explosion at a school in Port Citadel and a teacher died, but you wouldn't have known any more than that. Who knows what you can piece together with your vision and my, the knowledge that I'm from Port Citadel, but... Wait, you taught to, to school in Port Citadel? Yes. Was it the same one where they had that massive explosion? Quite. Well, you watched an explosion. We you, saw the... You had the, the shared vision. Oh, shit, yeah. Jim just kind of stares <laughs> at you. He doesn't respond. 
Now, Jim, you look like you've seen a ghost. Do you need a hug? I'm okay, Falta. I'm okay. And he pats you on the shoulder. Um, very clearly yeah. not. <laughs> okay. Very obviously not okay. Yeah, it's like, I think we could use a drink. I don't drink, actually. Yeah, I might want to start. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a, I am very comfortable, you know, watching you drink and taking care of you. That is how I feel most important, helping others. Jim is the all-time designated driver. Yeah. He's designated uh, driver of the character. Out, out, of, out of character. Kids, do not be, feel pressured into drinking at any point in if, time. If someone comes up to you and goes, now you might want to start, just... Why do I feel targeted? Oh, you, you and me, Joaquin, we're both underage for drinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, I forget. I forget, you're American. Yeah, I'm American. That's it, you're fully legal, legally I'm, allowed to drink I'm, here. I'm eight. I'm, I'm not 18. My birthday was two days ago. I'm 19. It's it's just me and you. We, we can drink, but the other two can't. <laughs> we're babies. I don't, though, but I can. I mean, Jim can drink. He's 45. Oh, yeah, technically called he I just... can't. She's... <laughs> Eh. Is there drinking laws in Fjorin? Not really. Like, if you're 12 and downing <laughs> ales, that's gonna be an issue. Sure. But like, if you look vaguely over 16, no one's gonna ask questions. It's like, Fjorin does not have strong drinking laws. Fair. Especially because it's mainly like watery ale, too. It's not even good stuff. Ah, uh, yes. I understand alcohol. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, like, being served, like, Long Island iced teas or anything like that. Like... I have... That's, that's, that's the drink you make. Out of everything you could have picked, that's, that's the J- one you Jay's go with? instant pain and terrible memories. No, it's one of the fact... One of the, like, little story from when I used to do bartending. Someone wanted a drink because their party was about to leave the, the bar slash restaurant I was working in, and... Everyone else was a bit, you know, half cut, and they hadn't. They got there late. They hadn't had a chance to have a drink, so he wanted to have something to drink that would get him drunk very quickly. I made him a double Long Island. How'd that go? Sure. How did that wow. go? Wow. Um, it worked. I'll leave it at that. One can yeah. assume. I understand alcohol. <laughs> Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Smile and wave, boys. Also, that's Jim. Smile on my voice. <laughs> and with that, our adventurers set out to explore the castle and stay tuned next time for another dicey encounter. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dicey Encounters. As always, I would like to thank Anchor, which is the free platform that we use to make our podcast and put it out to you guys. And if you want to make your own podcast, you can do it at Anchor as well. We would always like to thank Maddie Games on Twitter for making our icon. Go check him out. If you want to get in contact with the show or any of our cast and crew, you can find us on Twitter at EncountersDicey and everywhere else at DiceyEncountersPod. You can also send us an email at DiceyEncountersPod at gmail.com. You can also find our individual social media platforms through any of those pages. If you like the show and want to support us, the best thing you can do by far is to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next time for another Dicey Encounter.